Good morning. Welcome to a story for this Shabbos. Our story this week takes us to 1922, where a young boy is born, Moshe Shimon Cross. And he's known as a wonder kid, a wonder child, because he was gifted with a heavenly voice. He performed in pre-war Europe in some of the greatest synagogues of the time in Vienna and Poland and Hungary. And nine, he would perform for the greatest rabbis of the time. But of course, then the Nazis came. And his father and his mother and his siblings were all killed. He himself was sent to Bergen-Belsen, the place of so much horror. And it was his voice that saved his life. The commander of Bergen-Belsen at that time a horrible man by the name of Joseph Kramer, known as the Beast of Belsen, happened to be a lover of music. And he was so moved to tears when he heard the young boy sing that he had this Hasidic young man sing for him every single Sunday. Now Moshe's talent didn't just save his own life. He was also granted permission to sing for prisoners at the camp boosting their spirits in every single evening as they would return from the back-breaking labor and tortured and starved. Moshe would go from barrack to barrack and sing to make people smile, even for just a few seconds. And it was there that he acquired the name Moshele, the zinger, little Moshe, the singer. When the war finally ended, the young Hasidic singer said goodbye to his old life. He got rid of his kippah and his payas and his tzitzit. There was just too much pain with his old life. One day in the DP camp, a friend of him takes him to a prayer service. And when he arrives, he sees the legendary Klosenberger Rebbe, someone who he knew from his youth, he sang in front of him, and a great Hasidic Rebbe who himself lost his wife and all of his children in Auschwitz. The Rebbe recognizes the young wunderkind and asks him to lead the services, to which Moshe says, Rebbe, this isn't for me anymore. Look how I am dressed. This is not what I believe in anymore. The old Moshe Kraus is gone. I'm not the same person that you know. But the Rebbe lovingly looked at this man and said, Moshe, I know you, and I know your father. And I knew your grandfather. You are a holy Jew, a sacred soul, a beautiful person with a beautiful heart. Your prayers is what we need. Please lead the services. He couldn't refuse. He got up and started, but it felt robotic. His heart just wasn't identifying with the words. It was as if his faith was extinguished in Bergen-Belsen. Now that day was the first of the month known as Rosh Chodesh where we add in the prayers a section known as Hallel. And when Moshe arrives at the verse, Lo amuz ki echia, I will not die, I will live. Ya'asur yasrani yudkei God, you afflicted me so bitterly but you did not allow me to die. And when he finished saying these words of Psalms, the Rebbe interrupted the word of play of these words of prayer. And he begins publicly talking to God in Yiddish, sobbing in front of all of the survivors and says, Hashem, 
You afflicted me so bitterly. You took away my family. Why didn't you let me die? Exactly those words of the psalm, but now saying it in a way so real that resonated with everyone over there. And he says, I don't know why I'm still alive, but I'm making a choice that I will live. And Moshe, like so many of the survivors, had never cried until that point. And suddenly he bursts out in tears. He's not able to continue. The Rebbe had to continue davening. When the prayers were over, the Kleisenberger Rebbe calls Moshe into his room and he hugs him and he tells him there are no answers to our questions. We may never know the answers until the next world. But one thing we continue to do is march on with joy. That is what we Jews do. And he says, I can't. I feel numb. I feel dead. I feel broken. I just can't. And he says, you may feel unworthy and insignificant, but know that you will be the one who will carry all the tunes and all the melodies and all the songs of our parents and grandparents their flame will burn because of you. And Moshe the singer never looked back. He went to Bucharest and over there he became the cantor of the soul. He then went to Germany where he worked for the Joint Distribution Committee. And then he traveled to then Palestine. Three weeks after his arrival in May 1948, Israel is established and he becomes the IDF's first cantor. He meets a woman over there, Rivka, Another survivor proposes to her 15 minutes later on. He continues and becomes the chief cantor in Antwerp and Johannesburg, Mexico City, Caracas, and finally for the last 40 years, Ottawa. He had hundreds of concerts in halls throughout the world. Moishele the Zinger passed away just six months ago in Ottawa. Living to the ripe age of 101 years, indeed, passing on the torch and continuing to share the melodies of his ancestors to the next. This Shabbos is known as Shabbat Shira, the Shabbos of song, because in the Torah portion, we read the great song that the Jewish people sang at the sea shortly after the exodus of Egypt. Bear in mind, while they sang this song, it was not that long after the horrific slavery in Egypt. Certainly they had in mind all the individuals that did not make it up until this point. Those that sadly perished in Egypt. And yet, at this moment, the Jewish people are able to sing song to Hashem. Because that is what we do as a people. Not only do we continue, but we continue to march with faith, with optimism, and with Shira, with song. As the great Elie Wiesel recounts that after the Holocaust, he met the Rebbe and he turned to the Rebbe and says, Rebbe, I want you to help me be able to cry again. To which the Rebbe said, no, no, that's not enough. I will teach you to sing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.